0: Hey, it's Bill Simmons. Thanks for checking out this feed of my favorite interviews and best guests over the last seven years. Whether it's your first time or you're already in a deep dive, make sure you head to billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com for the entire archive. You can sort by genre, year, and more to easily navigate all your favorite people. Again, that is billsimmonsinterviews.theringer.com. Enjoy. You must have been on a podcast, Al. No, I've been everywhere. I think <laughs> you must have. Well, I that. don't
1: know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I have. I I I turn up from time to time, and 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 people say, "I, I say, how do I How did I get there? How did that happen?" <laughs> and well, then, of have, course, there's the '70s. Which I have no recollection. I have no recollection of. <laughs> 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 Were you um? Were you
0: a reckless with promoting movies and stuff oh, the yes, of yeah. in the '70s? Yeah,
1: in a lot of ways that uh, uh, that was the that was sort of the style at, at that time. That Less is thing. more. That was the thing. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: I mean, even going at that point, even going to the Oscars was something that you sort of didn't do. You know, it wasn't cool. Or yeah. something, yeah. We all followed what Marlon, did, You know, Brando
2: led us all. to... A stray. <laughs> I don't remember um, actors, actresses, no. or directors talking about movies at all no. back in the uh, 60s or 70s. I don't remember that.
1: Just didn't happen.
2: No. There was but, definitely a,
1: more of a mystery back then well, with also, the stars. I think also, back then, it didn't matter that much if you went wherever you went. I mean, people either went to the movies or didn't. Today, there's so many outlets yeah. that it's uh, it does work. It does uh, Get people. It makes people become aware of the fact that there's a film out there. But in the old days, it it didn't sort of matter. Or at least that's what we felt. That's what I Well, I I mean,
2: because you didn't have many outlets was part of it because, you know, you're not, you know, you didn't have any of the cable channels. There were no cable channels. And there was no, there wasn't really the national radio or the way they connected. It would be city by city by city. But it, it, you know, so it's a radical I remember different-
1: finally I got to do a television show. I would been, I had been a, like a, an actor known and everything for 10 years. Yeah. Maybe more. And I finally got my first, I uh, did my first television interview on Good Morning America. And I was, you know, as so I come out. And I sit down, and everything is new, and I'm just sitting there, you know, all shy and everything, and just saying quietly. And this guy comes out, and he looks at me and he says, How could you make such a violent, stupid film? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was the opening. And I said, and, you know, where do you go from there? Where do you go from there? And I just said, Well, you know, something. I don't know what I said, but he was a very nice guy. But he didn't like the film. I think he said stupid. He might not have said stupid. He just said violent. You remember it now. I thought it I <laughs> yeah. thought that, that was a stupid thing to say. Maybe. You know. But I, I, I remember the film, yeah. It yeah. Just happened to be Scarface, so you know, here we are. Right. Scarface
0: is a good example of a movie that means one thing when it comes out and then takes on Mm. this whole other life and then takes on another life after that. Now it's been 35 years and it's like, it's this iconic action movie. But at the time, it was really polarizing. I'm always fascinated by how movies evolve after they've come out, how they're remembered and dissected.
2: Yes. Well, I mean, look, it goes both ways. Some movies that were celebrated that fade away and there were those that were totally ignored or you know re- reviled in a way that ultimately yeah well come well up. not
1: to talk about it, uh, it too much but I I didn't see it as violence we didn't see it as violent but Scarface yes <laughs> you, don't forget Oliver Stone yeah. that, that wrote it yeah and it was a, it was this whole assault on this uh, this 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 world that uh, the world of greed the world of avarice. And and everything was uh, operatic in its in its yeah. in its delivery, and this is what Brian De Palma intended. Yeah. So we we didn't think in terms of, because you know some covert commercials are more violent than that film. You know, I mean you have to say the violence was I guess was uh, subtextual or something. It, well, it, it ran underneath. it ran
2: through it, but it was operatic it was as operatic. opposed yeah, exactly. to that was something it. that would have been you know. Uh, that's more sort of more humanistic so that's that right. something that would occur, you, right. know, you, would, you know, that w- that was violent would be yeah. perceived. Was, this was, was like too over diment- the top, machine guns blowing up the buildings and yeah. the thing. I mean, it was, you know, out there of There was that
0: chainsaw shower scene. Well, we don't, we don't really, want to
2: talk about yeah.
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I look at a movie like Rain Man and Hoffman won the Oscar, right? But now when I watch it all these years later, it feels like like Cruz had the harder part.
2: We did. I mean, and and but I Dustin, don't think people realize
0: that in the moment. Dustin
2: said it at the time. He said, "You know, Tom's got kind of, it because Tom has to push it all along. Otherwise, yeah. I'll just keep looking up at the lights on the ceiling or whatever." I mean, so Cruz had to push it all the time. Come on, we're doing this, we're, and he's, and and we have to find ways so it doesn't be seen. Repetitious. Great too. He
1: was great too in that film. Cruise. Yeah, yeah.
2: Cruz was terrific. But right. I, I remember uh, Dustin acknowledging while even while we're shooting. So. What happens is Dustin ends up with you know the flashier role, the yeah. character we haven't seen, but Tom's work was really very very strong.
0: Well, because he's playing mm-hmm. an asshole, but I have to like him by the end of the movie, exactly, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the hardest. Yeah, part he's a to very play.
1: good actor, Tom.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah. What what movie did you make over over the I don't know at least twenty years old that you feel like is underrated compared to how it was perceived at the time? Do you have
1: one? I'd have to think about that. In a few minutes, it'll come to me. Okay. <laughs> I can do with 50 Jeffrey years. Music?
2: It's hard to do with 20. You know, you have to then do divide. And I mean, we um, did divide. one uh, that was really not seen because oh, the, the yes, distribution right. company went basically disappeared, went out of business when we did The Humbling. And Al, you know, playing this aging actor towards the, at the end of his career, based on a Philip Roth book, it was, I think it's a spectacular performance and a real look into... Uh, the, the mind and soul of an aging actor trying to deal with the reality that he's surrounded by, um, yeah. I thought was, and the very few times we ever showed it in terms of a couple of festivals and it had, you know, terrific response, but it was never seen in America.
0: When you say it disappeared, what does that mean? It, was, it never had a distribution. <laughs> I mean, we played
2: like a couple of theaters in the country. But now it, we
0: have 40,000 streaming services. Like they it do, feels like it we, to, could, we but, could revive it.
2: Well, I mean, at some point, it'll, maybe it'll get picked up, but up until now, it's it's really not been on those services or, uh, you know, it's basically you can do something. And we look, we did it for a million nine, one million nine and shot half of it in my house. I mean, so wow. it was about as— Kind of a homemade movie as you're going to do, and we did it because it, it, it seemed fascinating, and we had a great time doing it. Yeah. I thought, you know, Al's work was spectacular, but it's it's a completely overlooked piece at this point in time. Did you guys hit a point in your careers where you're like,
0: I've done just about everything that I thought I wanted to do X amount of
1: years ago. What what now? I remember one point in my career, uh, I, I I I quit. Yeah, you so quit in the 80s basically. Yeah, for about right? 4 years. Yeah. And people were worried about you. They didn't yeah, know what happened. Yeah, people in the park would say, "What happened to you, man?" <laughs> I'd say, "Oh, really? You know, I I didn't know I didn't know I was gone from anyways. No, oh, man, do a movie." So I said, "All right." So I got a couple I got encouragement. But what happened to me was at at that point you kind of reassess things in a way. I had uh, multiple failures. And I was feeling somewhat uh, at, at odds with... Uh, this has happened to me several times in my life. When I was younger and an unknown actor, I had a similar thing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, happened to me. And I just needed to get revive something in myself, whatever it was. So I took to uh, uh, making my own stuff and spending my own money on it, which is not a wise thing to do, but there I was... And shortly, I became broke and had to go back to film. <laughs> but I started making my own stuff, editing and discovering another another perspective on film. So, so it was fun, but sooner or later, I had to I had to go back to work. And I, I think I revived with uh, Sea of Love, Sea of Love. Yeah, I don't know that's if you a good I saw that movie. in the theater. I yeah, like yeah, that movie. Yeah. yeah, Harold Becker did a really good job, and Marty Bregman produced it. So I was uh, I was back, and uh, as it is, you know, you, you you go through all these stages. But but I don't s- sort of want to do anything anymore that isn't uh, that I'm connect that I'm not connected to in some way. And so I can feel the energy to yeah. do it. You get the energy from the, the excitement. That that's uh, hard but to you're come one by of
2: it. the few actors that keeps going back to stage, I go back to the theater, yeah. You know, not necessarily Broadway, but even other things where you've done work you wanted to do. That's
1: right. I recently did something uh, about Tennessee Williams at the end of his life, which is interesting. Yeah, I do. I have the theater because I started in the theater. Yeah. So it's sort of like uh, a place I'm most comfortable Although I've learned a lot about films. I work with Barry all the time. Right? Yeah. I'm always constantly calling him up and say, well, what are you doing next, Barry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys get along so well? Uh,
2: from, <clears throat> from me, I think, it. look, I mean, you, you do films, but you want to be able to, you, you, there's certain themes that are interesting to you, you know, and, and in terms of an actor, there's a certain kind of courage to what Al will, will do. Then he'll try something as opposed to, I don't know if I should do that, if that's, you know what I mean? He'll, he'll just try We'll keep playing around with things. Yeah. And some things will evolve out of that. Maybe that, it wasn't right, but maybe this, there's another little clue to something that would be better. So there's an interaction and it's kind of like, you know, there isn't an absolute to anything you do in terms of film. You could do it this way and this <laughs> way and this way. So sometimes we we'll, we can really play around and and I think we enjoy that experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So something like Paterno, um, obviously a tough topic, just coming out of the gate, and mm-hmm. now you're playing this guy that was pretty complicated. Nobody 100 percent knew what happened, what he knew, what he mm-hmm. didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we also don't know how out of it he was. That was always the part that I, I never got a full answer on. Like just how with it was he by the end there. How how locked in was he? Just with anything, coaching the team. What was going on? Yeah, in the no, league? he's
2: 84 years old. Yeah. Is that- point when all this happened yeah and then physically which i thought you did a
0: really nice job in the movie like just just Mm -hmm. you seemed old you seemed like beaten down like how much how much thought do you put in well how much thought do you put in physically with a performance like that what your body has to look like
1: you just what you do is usually at my age you just give in to what what you're feeling and you get to be 84 (laughs) somehow You, you you don't so much of it is dictated by, uh, by the role, I think. And Barry would help me, uh, you know, would tell me occasionally, you know, he's 80, whatever, he's 80 in his 80s. And I would. This, this last movie I did with uh, Martin Scorsese, with, it's the Irishman with Bob De Niro and Joe yeah. Pesci and Bobby Connolly. We use compute. there's computers on the camera on the sides, and, and they, they, uh, the various ages. So um, physically, you're changed to, say, uh, if I'm playing Hoff. I was playing Jimmy Hoff at the age of 39. They're doing that on a computer. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, we we went to all these tests and things to just, and then I'm, I'm playing 48 or even in my 50s. And, and they'd always say to me, someone would come up to me and say, you're 39. And so it's called <laughs> some sort of memory of 39. And, and, and you, you, your body tries to acclimate to that and, you know, think that way in some yeah. ways. And they, they remind you of it. So when you're playing a character for Paterno, it, it's, 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 uh, it, it's no longer a question. You, you, it, the, the script is well written and Barry is there, then you're reminded of the age, and so you conform to that, to that, uh, to that state. Hmm. Really. Do, you, do you worry at all that more information is going to come
0: out after this movie, or do we think we have all the information we're ever going to have from this?
2: I mean, there may be some, some things you never can say never. I think the story we're, we're telling wouldn't be necessarily affected by uh, additional information. Yeah. You know, we do it in a two-week time frame. You know, the whole film. Yeah. It, the highest and the lowest parts in, in his life. He wins the 409th game to make him the winningest coach in college football. You know, literally seven days later or something like that, he's fired. It, it caught up in this whole scandal of, of, uh, of what what happened there. And then ultimately goes in for an MRI and diagnosed with cancer, which will be terminal. This is all happens in a two week period. Yeah, When I
0: saw the movie, I thought you compressed it,
2: but you didn't. No, we just that took was those really 14 days you know, and, that, and that 14 days that's that's what it was. So we're concerned with that time frame. Yeah. so uh, that's where we focus, which has a, a, a fair amount of you know energy and strength to it because that was the explosion that that uh, information came forward from the grand jury and it just exploded in of all places, Happy Valley. <laughs> Penn State. What did you want the viewer to feel about Paterno by the end of the movie? I don't think I, I, you ever want to say, I, this is what I want you to feel. All yeah. you want to do is create this this time frame, these dynamics, the interaction. Mm. How did they act? How did they react? Um, as opposed to say, here's here's the agenda. Yeah. You know, we're going to do this about yeah. it. So Feel you're, this you're, way. You're presenting it, and then you can make... You know, as it goes along, there's all these contradictions. The character's cont- contradicting himself periodically. We start seeing these these layers of all of this that's been, you know, built up and perpetrated in some ways. And uh, we'll just see it uh, unfold in that time frame. How much research did you do, Al?
1: Oh, well, as, as much as you can today without having the real person there. Yeah. Which, of course, is an extreme luxury. It's yeah. a real luxury. Because I've done it with real people who I've been portraying, and it does it does make a difference. Yeah. Because although you're really in the end what what it, what you're doing is, and it's basically is kind of revisionist. You know, you're you you you're trying to be true. Mainly, you're trying to be true to the text and the story that that's telling. Yeah. And as and is close to what you think Paterno was feeling, but who knows? You know, I, I never met him. I don't know. him so it it was it my uh, uh, thinking about it uh for instance I, there's so much to see on people today i mean you can't imagine the footage there is on paternal oh and, yeah I, mean, I had the same thing with when i played jack Kevorkian. it's all over the place i mean you just put on the, the internet uh everywhere mm-hmm. and so you, you 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 try to consume that and there's just so much you can get from it cuz it's interviews and Usually people are somewhat on, on guard. Although I thought that Jack Orkin wasn't on guard, he was just, uh, you know, much more. But 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 Joe Paterno was somewhat in a, in a formal situation. Usually, you know, and even a couple of things that are in the movie we saw uh, on, on on tape, right. and we we literally just imitated the scene we saw on tape. Yeah. But also too, the the, the fact that you take what's there. Circumstance, situation, and you, and you, and you try to you you consume it in some way. His uh, his state, his finding out about you know the situation and what he's going through, which is the the, the kind of denial of it, the the, the, the depression from it, the uh, uh, the various emotions he goes through to cope with what he feels first. Is an unjust accusation and then starts thinking, is it, you know, and and has this sort of.
2: uh, um, It's like a reevaluation of some of 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 the things things that were said in the past.
1: And
0: he's doing those old guy cliches that people do when they don't want to admit they're culpable.
2: Yeah. Like, like yeah. that breakfast, what
0: was the breakfast line that he
2: keeps saying? How do I know? I can't remember what I had for yeah, breakfast. Yeah, I can't remember what I had for
0: breakfast. Yeah. The, yeah. the lawyer's like, you can't say that. Yeah, and that's they part, part of the like denial. denial. That's right. Yeah. right. And,
1: and, and also it's, is this, the sense of guilt starts to move in. Yeah. And that is upsetting. Yeah. And, and then questioning is really, especially for a guy like Joe Paterno, I would think knowing football and knowing what, I played other coaches before. I mean, I, 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 I've been i Have been playing football coaches, so I, I to understand that what it takes to be a leader of a team and to make those plays and to and to think about that uh, what's what's uh, required of you just to go out there on those Saturdays and play and play football yeah is is so consuming, and in the midst of that to have this pressure on yourself. And this conflict, um, these concerns, and and these uh, actual uh, actually, he just uh, he learns things about himself. And, well, and
2: one of the things I think is interesting, it's not like he's being questioned by media people, which he which he doesn't do. No, but the idea that he's being questioned by his own family. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. that I think. Is f- interesting. because his wife you're, you're, a little bit. You're getting the sons going. Well, then, Dad, what happened when you saw so and so? Or the daughter is saying, "Did you talk to the boy?" Yeah. And he's saying, "Well, I didn't do it." You? What do you mean? No, who talked to the boy? When she's trying. So what happens is, I think it makes it more intimate and more personal, rather than it, you're talking to some reporter. You know, what I mean, this is the his own daughter wants to make sense out of it. This is her father that she reveres, mm-hmm. but she's asking questions. And so were the boys and so was the wife, which makes it a, a more, I think, an intimate in those sections that has, I think, are, are that that vibrate in, in, in a way that I think is more uh, compelling than is just talk to a reporter about something.
0: Mm-hmm. One thing that struck me watching it is this was, was this two ele- 2011 or 2012? Like, it was like six, year, five, six years yeah, ago. 12, um, I think. And... I think as the decade has gone along, some of the red flags and the signs we're just better at as yeah. as a society of being like, wait, that doesn't look right. I, th- I think there was more benefit of the doubt back then. And even if you see something like the gymnast scandal that happened this year, which had a lot of the same beats, right? What's going on? Why is this? Why is it going this way? These people have spoken up. Don't listen to them. But
2: here's the add to it. Uh, we don't know much about that guy yeah. in terms of his principles. But Joe Paterno was known as not only this great football coach, but this man who believed in education. Yeah, who believed in the humanities and the integrity of it all, and that was one. That was the signature of this man, this great humanitarian slash coach. Yeah, and so that fall from grace is quite the fall. Uh, not to minimize what happened with the, the gymnast thing, but he he didn't have that. Persona. There was that one person.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he even says at the end. There's a line where he says um, something like, "This is everything I worked for. It's just gone."
2: Yeah,
0: that's it. Yeah. Um, you said you played a football coach.
1: I did in a, a film called. Oh, any, I'm any aware. Sunday.
0: Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. Um, I would say you probably that, that. I mean, they're playing that at basketball games. That speech. Yeah. Oh, yeah all that stuff. Speech. That movie yeah. took a life of its own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Hey, this this seeing you coaching a football team got me excited for any given Sunday too. I think we can make it work. Sequel? No. Uh, a, a
1: sequel. That's a good thought, Barry. You Jamie, Jamie Fox is coaching now, and you're like the GM. I love it. Oh, you see that? Oh, easy it is to write these things.
0: That's it. Good sketch. I, we did a podcast about that movie a few months ago because one of the things that's really interesting about it comes out in 1999 and a big theme of it is concussions, painkillers, um yeah. all yeah. these things that are wrong with football. And then not till 10 years later did the NFL even admit that right. concussions were even maybe a link or a bad yeah. thing. And meanwhile, it's a major plot line and any
2: given said <laughs> that. No, and it, at that time it is, no one yeah. took, thought about it. It was no. like, oh, I don't know, it's not it's some, you know, it's like a. It's funny how we don't, some things are there. Well, they kept there, saying,
1: this and, is Oliver Stone again. Yeah, it's Oliver Stone's being yeah. crazy. So you don't crazy. pay
2: attention yeah. until all of a sudden you pay attention. Right. Yeah. You know, It's it's odd. The things are there, and we just don't respond.
0: Yeah. What do you think is going to be the reaction from the Penn State community to this movie?
2: I don't know. I mean, I think we try to present a, uh, a pretty good look into it all. But look, I mean- you, there are people that have certain opinions, and you realize sometimes you're never going to change someone's opinion. Yeah. Sometimes you can say whatever you want, and they'll go, yeah, but, you know. So there, there's an emotional connection. I mean, to think about, it, there was a riot, yeah. you know, turning over trucks and things and, you know, setting things on fire when the students were angry that Jopa was fired. Yeah. And that was an emotional reaction. It wasn't an intellectual reaction. A, a reaction. that wasn't thought through. He was like a family member. He was though. the family yeah. member. He was the father. He'd been there forever. That's all anyone knew. He so, graduated
1: 85% yeah. of, his, of his players.
2: And he spoke. Yeah. So yeah. he was the father, the king of Happy Valley. And so all of a sudden he's dethroned. And so there was an emotional reaction. So how do they respond to it if their emotions are going to play as opposed to some of the other ways to look at it? And in in the cool light of the day, I don't know.
0: When we were doing 30 for 30, we would always talk about, is this a documentary? Is this better as a sports movie? Is it better as a short? Is this anything? Like, we're always trying to know what's the best context for this. This easily also could have been a documentary. And it's one of those meaty content topics Mm -hmm. that it's like, it could go this way in the right hands or it could go this way. What did this, when you were developing it, have to have as a movie? that would separate it from a documentary?
2: Well, I mean, a, a documentary is trying to tell the sequence of events and the car- and the people that were in it. This is more of an, uh, a human drama that's inside of it. Right. And I think that's the distinction. Seeing Paterno that was, thinking about stuff and talking to that—that that wouldn't be in a documentary because you wouldn't have any of that. that. That's that's where it separates from that. You can have events. Yes, he was. This happened. Here was the arrest or whatever. But here, it's it's inside of that. Between he and his family, between all of the thoughts he's having on of his own and how he's dealing with it and how he's yeah. processing it, that's where a film lives and breathes. That was my takeaway,
0: because when I heard they were making it a movie, I was like, they easily could have just made that documentary. I'd be interested to see why this is worth making into a movie. And what stood out was Al's performance as Paterno, because by the end of it, I really felt like your was, you were Paterno. You must have had a little bit of makeup, right? What'd you have? Do you have a... You know, a I, no, nose glasses. A, what did
1: I they had, put? I had a nose, but the great John Caglione who's worked with me for years, you know, he did he did me in a film called Dick Tracy. If you remember yeah saw yeah. It. yeah, he did the makeup with me there. And he just came up with this nose. And I was reluctant at first. You know, Barry, remember? Yeah, now we looked at it and modified
2: it. it and did all those things. And and it's a lot of changes and adapt. You worried to it was like nose. a Halloween
1: mask or something? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> you always worry about that. Yeah. And then I said, you know what I thought we should do? Let's have a scene where, where Joe Paterno gets really angry
2: and rips his nose <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get that yeah. fucking nose it? off
1: my face. You know, it just was. But at
2: the but, same time that's a predominant thing about Paterno, was yeah. this guy with his nose, you know, and these glasses, you know, I mean, not yeah. It. Yeah. it has yeah. to
1: be real because you yeah. have to wear it's like an accent too, in a way. When you develop an accent for a character, you 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 try to absorb the accent, make it a part of you because it, it once it it owns you, you're you're in trouble. It's gotta become a part of you. So you do that with a you know, a fancy nose too. You have to, you know, sort of uh, acquire it, and it gets you there. Especially if you have a good look. Look at uh, what uh, the the great uh, Gary Oldman just did with Yeah, with, that was uh, amazing. You know, he had those those people who put that together. I uh, made this. Uh, yeah, and I didn't thing. feel if
2: it was a performance behind a mask. Yeah, yeah. You felt that was the, the man. Well, yeah. what Al mentioned earlier about
0: computers yeah. and being able to change the look of people. I I think this is going to be the future of movies to some degree. We're we're going to be able to go back to any old movie and pull actors out of it and put them in other movies. I know. That's the thing, right?
1: We we were saying, uh, while it was going on, I had no idea. You know, I never saw myself in the the character of Hoffa. I I never actually saw footage of myself as a 39 year old Hoffa. So I keep wondering, is it going to work? You know, you keep saying, this just seems like I'm not doing anything. But there were things we did. We had to wear certain um, certain things.
2: They, so they, they tape things on us. So they grab onto and, it. To and we went
1: to a studio here, and these guys are geniuses that do this stuff. They just put us in these rooms with all this lights and told us to just animate and speak yeah. as they recorded it on a computer. For hours, and and then uh, they put put it together, and because you know it's been it's been tried before and it's been done before, well, but not uh, you know I think this may be a step another step because what would it what, what's it going to do to all of us you know?
0: Well, I remember they made the Godfather video game, and you wouldn't let them use your likeness, right? And that's
1: something. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. I I was uh, I was. Uh, it wasn't a great video game. I think you made it was, the right move. Was that the thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I <laughs> think you made the right <laughs> move. I just feel so connected to that character at that yeah. time. You know, if it were to be, they asked me again, now that I have, you know, my son is a, he makes video games. Yeah. He actually, yeah, he makes them. You could impress him. Like, I'm going to be in a video game. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, he, he plays them and and he, and he he's, a, he's a programmer.
0: Yeah. Well, I wonder, like twenty years from now, somebody like, or maybe fifty years from now, somebody will just be able to take all the footage from the Godfather movies and turn it into a miniseries and have all
2: these different plots that well, we we've talked
1: know about under. that. That's, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know that's whether I like that or not. But well, it's I don't know. Happened.
2: It's going to be part of something or other, you know. Yeah. I because mean, it's it's you know, it'd be like um, the way the studio system is. It would be like mm-hmm. you say. Well, this is about this. Uh, this man and this woman, or whatever, and then they're trying to make sense out of it. But then, then if you say it's uh, it's Thelma and Louise, oh, you know, what I mean, it's like they need some identification rather yeah. than to imagine it. So uh, the recycling that goes on is because they know it, and since it existed, it can exist again, as opposed to something which is wholly original is gets lost in, in the the corporate sensibility. So it's very hard to make something that is really original. But that's where the benefit of what's going on now in terms of this whole thing with streaming video or HBO is they have to work in a different place. Yeah. So they they don't compete by trying to do Wonder Woman, et cetera, although they're touch on it, obviously but they can do these pieces like Paterno that a studio now doesn't do.
1: You know, it's, 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 it's something we could talk about for days yeah. about the, the pros and cons of that. And and, and especially when I grew up with the, uh, the structure of a film usually it was two hours and things happened, It peaked and then it went into an, a, a place and then it resolved and boom, you were left with uh, the experience. So that's, Change somewhat in the in the in the in the in the cable yes. shows. As a matter of fact, Net, Netflix produced uh, *Irishman*. Yeah. So so when it, when *Irishman* comes out, which I would imagine is going to be longer than two hours, uh, but it's uh, not a miniseries. It's not a miniseries, yeah. so it's not made for that for that thing that that stretches out. So that's another thing I I like about HBO is the. Do they? But they do miniseries. They do miniseries. Too. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's why I like the Nowadays,
2: in terms of the awards and things, it's all confused in terms of uh, if you take the Emmys, because the Emmys don't know what to do now. So, a miniseries and a film are in the same category. I actually think and, you know, they that didn't quite make sense. I think they should redo the categories. Yeah, it's I think it's much harder to do right. a
0: twenty-two episode show than a seven in some ways, because if you're in twenty-two, they you can only hit a certain level of well, quality yeah, doing totally 22 in a year.
1: Yeah. Tonally, yeah. you have great actors, great scripts, uh directors are good. They're not working in the with the size of a film, but tonally it how do you it keeps you know what I mean, it's 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 the same thing but it's changing but it's somehow It's like very, a third form. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So it's I,
2: another it's a an, another way to do it. It would be like saying, "Well, we can do Casablanca in in a long form yeah but it'll ha- it'll be different because you' you have to expand it out I and mean, it's di- it's a different form
1: you as an audience are are, are 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 going through different things when somewhere in the in the back of your mind you know that this isn't it it's gonna keep going and it's gonna you know so that you will get a chance to see it again or whatever but that changes your uh well, we i wonder... Haven't figured- like- I about, haven't been able to articulate it, but there is something. No, I different know what you mean. It, like you know
0: 50 it? years ago, Godfather is a successful book, and people yeah. are like, oh, who's getting the movie rights? And then that was during that era when they're buying books and turning mm-hmm. them into movies, yes. and it was clearly going to be a movie.
1: Yeah.
0: 50 years later, somebody might look at that as a 10 episode Netflix series. Well, yeah, well, that's that's we $300 million. Dollars. We that's right. They TV. might not even think of it as a movie. No, you know?
1: exactly. No. Yeah. That's the thing.
0: I don't know if that's a better or worse place to be. Well, it's different. It's, more,
1: it's definitely just different. It's adjusting to that kind of thing, you know, both as a, as a, as someone involved in making those and also as, a, as an audience. Yeah.
0: I yeah. asked you before we started taping how it's changed just to have all this stuff that you guys both have done available. You know, like, if you think, like, in the 90s, cable takes off, there's all these movie channels, and you see some stuff you've done is on over oh, and over yeah, again. No, but not- now you have... Netflix, you have Amazon, you have HBO, you have um, all these different, Hulu, all these different places. Yeah. And like right. Netflix bought the Godfather trilogy, I think in January. And it was just, there it was. And it's like, here, here's the Godfather. Knock yourself out. All three, all three, watch whatever you want. And wow. that's just where we are in 2018. Yep. Wow. Your stuff is just there all the time.
1: Wow, I didn't even know that. Is that good that. or bad? I'm just learning that now. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, it's
1: all good. Yeah, really. was no, no downside <laughs> What else could it be, be? I mean, I may good.
2: not be tuning in to watch one of my own kinds of films, but it's nice that they're out there and people can go, you know, see something you're they didn't see. It's constantly revived. Yeah. I mean, you
1: know, you, people see, new audiences see things that you did. And so you're in a, in a way... It it it's, it's accounts for some of the relevance.
2: It does. Really? You know, it's an odd thing. Uh, TCM asked me to uh, come to Buffalo because they wanted to do the uh, the natural. Yeah. In a, in a theater in like a thousand seat, and I said, oh, Why well, okay.
0: wasn't I invited? This is bullshit. I, I love saw the natural in a theater,
2: and this was in the theater, <laughs> uh, what in the class the theater. So uh, I go yeah. up there, you know, to go do it. And I said, uh, you know, is there got any people who are going to show up? And he said, what you, you know, we when we put it online, it sold out in ten minutes. I said, you're kidding me. So, and, and the reason is not because people remember from then, because it, it's been running. Oh yeah. And so people like have seen it over the years, and so they have this special presentation where we showed it on a big screen in a the, the theater. And that's because it, it, things stay alive and run. You know, uh, mm. in the in the old days, when a film came and disappeared, that was the end of the film. You know, nobody would see it again. That was the end of it there's, until TV came along. There's
1: not a month that goes by that I don't see a film, one film or another, that I missed somehow or yeah. it was done a hundred years ago. Yeah, and there you see something and it's extraordinary and you, you you it's very you know it's like novels or something you see over again. I saw the other night. Uh, uh, the Leslie, Leslie Howard and, uh, and, 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 and Norma Shearer in Romeo and Juliet. It's just there. You know. Wow. You see this fantastic thing and you just turn on uh, TCM and there it
0: is. The natural is a good one because there's certain parts where you go in and you're like oh, alright, I'm staying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's <laughs> I'm gonna always this something out for,
0: Oh, Roy's in the hospital. Alright, I'll stay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait till he gets out. And then yes. Godfather is another one where AMC will just be like, we're running The Godfather all day. Yeah. And then tomorrow, we're running it again. And they'll, they'll do a whole weekend mm. based on this movie that came out 46 years ago. Yeah. It's really insane. People will still watch it. No, you have over no and idea. You,
2: it's one thing you don't know. You don't know what lasts. And The Godfather would be an example of something that just goes generation to generation to generation. And they're, you know, I mean, who would have known when they made, say, you know, Casablanca? Or, you know, Citizen Kane or Grapes of Wrath if they're going to hang around, you know, 60 years later, 70 years later. I mean, yeah. and they do. You know, it's 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 that that's the exciting part, because it, in some way, it's like you're you're doing something, but you have no idea how it's going to connect. You right. may think you do, but you don't. No, and you then don't. the longevity of it is beyond anything mm-hmm. you could ever imagine.
0: It's- if they remade The Natural Now, I think PEDs would be a storyline. People would be wondering, yeah, what's going on with this guy? Yeah, why is he why hitting is he,
2: 450? How did he knock the cover off the Yeah, ball. what's happening? We got to drug
0: test this guy. Um, I have one random question for you.
1: Yeah?
0: So you do mm-hmm. Heat.
1: Yeah.
0: And you have the famous scene with De Niro. Yeah. Our whole staff loves Heat. Heat's like Heat has oh, aged very nicely. It's like a nice bottle of wine. It's one of the classics. Um, how many takes for that scene? Because there's a whole internet conspiracy theory that- they filmed your scene, and he wasn't there. And then they filmed his scene, and you weren't there. I think you were both there.
1: Yeah, you were both there. Well, that's what Michael did. Uh, uh, Michael man, they, they had two cameras.
0: Two cameras, but you're yeah. both you're
1: looking at no, each other the whole time.
0: We were right there together. Okay, yeah. so I just wanted to end yeah. that internet conspiracy now, because <laughs> over the years it's been like, no, no, they shot it. It's it's yeah. a stand-in for the other ones. No,
1: <laughs> it, it, at least that's what I recall. You'd have to ask Bob too. I mean, get get verification on that. No, it's for sure. Yeah. I know that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now, that was a now, big moment.
2: That was like two the of the guys fun, going the head to head. Fun, apparently, they weren't together in the taxi. Man, the taxi seriously, and and Rod yeah. Steiger. Yeah, they were, right. they were. for the two shot, but the singles they were. Yeah. Uh, it was done. Brando's side. Um, Steiger was you know off camera for it, but then when they did Steiger's side. I think Brando was seeing some psychiatrist or something. and He'd have to he leave a certain and look. He had and the they shot. It separate.
1: Well, you know, with Marlon, and I remember that story, and and I remember I was a young actor doing the scene with Marlon, and it was to do the um, some scene in the hospital, and I remember thinking, well, you know, because he was you know a real icon to me and an inspiration to all of us, and and me especially, so. Uh, I, I, I felt I was better off not having him there because, <laughs> because I could relate to some image I had of what, whoever my father, whatever I was thinking about at the yeah. time. But here it is. He said, Marlon wants to stay to be off-camera. Um. And I thought, how do I get out of this? There's <laughs> nothing I can do now. I thought for sure he wouldn't be there because I had heard he wasn't there for Steiger.
0: Oh, wow. But he was there
1: for me. And I thought, oh, no. So I just said, I'll go with it. You know, it did the best I could. But and it, your he generation. Was, it was wonderful that he was there. It was that was fantastic. Supportive. Yeah, you're, very supportive. Your yeah. generation, like, revered him, right? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Like, it. there was no, but nobody even close to him. no. Because he just burst in there, with Streetcar especially, and he did stuff that we, as as the young actors, we had never seen anything like that. But, you know, oddly enough, as you go on and you, 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 you keep acting or doing this, that we do, and you see things. Like, I see things on television, like I see the old movies, you know. Yeah. And, and you start seeing from whence. Marlon stuff came, you know,
2: the the effect. But he was an innovator, an yeah. extraordinary spirit that came on. In I intense, loved one and, you know, one eye Jacks that he directed. Yeah. yeah, the only film he directed. It's, what, it's what year a, are we talking about, 60s? Was about 1961, maybe, because uh, you know, these guys in Baltimore, and we all used to quote the lines da from the movie. Da, 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 yeah, yeah, and he was, uh, I, there there's a great line where he shoots and kills this guy in a bar, you know, he's a, he's a cowboy, you know, a gunslinger, and he's sitting on a bar and Carl Malden, you know, walks in and said, uh, he sees the dead guy and said, you know, uh, what happened here, kid? And Brando says... Um, he didn't give me no selection, Dad. <laughs> There's another line in
1: there where he says to, to Carl Malden's character, who's absolutely
2: hateful in the movie.
1: He's yeah. wonderful in it. Yeah. But he, he makes you really yeah. love this guy. And Marlon looks at him and says, you know, Dad, uh, you're a one-eyed jack. Miss town, man. <laughs> I've seen the other side of your face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you make a movie just to do that. Yes, yeah. right. absolutely. I say that line.
0: You know, movies have changed so much, but on the other hand, they really haven't changed. Because even like you look at the Godfather, and they're making that, and everybody's like, "This could be a disaster." why'd they oh, why they sure. pick that young Pacino kid oh, as the lead sure. guy oh, and, that was and the and whole thing and it's like thing, a yeah. whole year of that right and we still have that now that still happens in 2018 oh, sure. oh my god the budget's so expensive
2: why'd yeah. they do
1: this well, oh you it's, it's gonna told that suck. story
2: that they were ver- the studio was ready to fire you at any given time right
1: well for sure <laughs> uh, they were gonna fire me and and this is the only movie I've ever done and imagine there I was it's like a first movie and yeah. I, I was completely innocent and didn't know what was going on and I, I, every time I did a take, I'd hear people giggling, you know, like the crew stuff, like snickering, like <laughs> laughing, because I had a reputation be so bad in this film. And I, and I because That's I wasn't amazing. really doing anything, I guess I had some idea that I, I should start, you know, low key, whatever I was doing, it just wasn't striking any note. And Francis knew it, and he took me out one time. He was. He asked me to dinner at which he was sitting in his, with his family around the table. And, he, and I, I, I came in and I thought I was gonna, he was going to offer me the chair. But he, I just stood there. And he just said, you know, I had a lot of faith in you, Al. And, and, and he was really, you know, he was under a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I said, well, what's, I said, what's wrong? You know, I, I, I can, I, I don't know what I'm doing, what I'm doing. He says, I put some rushes together. And I and I and I and I want you to take a look at them. I want you to go to Paramount. It was remember that big Paramount building. Yeah, yeah that's 19. five minutes from here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, but this was in New York. Oh, I met oh, him yeah, in a place okay. called the Ginger Man at gotcha. that time. And so I said, uh, okay, I'll go. You know, I'll take a look. He says, why don't you do that? So I thought, I think I'm done. I think that's it. I was there for about a week, week and You're a almost like a quarterback who's... My yeah, exactly the backup. Right. yeah, exactly right. And I know that it's over, so they must be preparing. So I took a look at what I saw, you know, and I knew that it wasn't really terribly interesting at all. I looked kind of weird, and I didn't know what I... But at the same time, it's what I had planned, and I couldn't articulate to Francis... I was too young. I didn't know how to articulate to him. But didn't you say that, that I was it, going for something?
2: Didn't didn't you say the key was when you finally uh, shot them in the? No, that was Francis. Francis thought, knowing me, right. he thought, I and he moved
1: that scene up. Yes, that scene was scheduled for later on. Did he do that for you? He did it, yeah, to to save the part for me. Wow. So 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 he he moved the scene there so that if the studio, he bet that he thought that if the studio saw that scene... With Michael shooting... Would keep, they would keep me. Louis' Restaurant. It? That was just totally yeah. brilliant that and he did no, it,
2: it was a great uh, decision on his part because then they, they can say, oh, yeah, I can see he's a gangster. Right. Yeah. And up until that point, he's a but, young man. But, you know, man. I never
1: thought of Michael as a gangster. I, I never. Till this day, I still don't think he was a gangster. But, he, you know, he was a mafia chief, but he was, like, in his... Uh, and his makeup, that wasn't his style. No. His style was a different thing. He was but that was, grad, came, huh? that was a scene with a gun. College
2: came. That was a scene with a gun, so therefore it was. And
1: it's, 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 it's smart of Puzo to make, have made him a, uh, a soldier, a hero in the war. war I always thought war. you were playing that so
0: that the character evolved totally. during the movie. Exactly. But you right. just couldn't that articulate was my, it I
1: couldn't him. articulate it to Francis. It's like saying to a director, don't, don't worry, I'll get there. I think they're right. just worry. They're going to kill me. <laughs> they're going to kill us all. Uh, the, the studios are going to stop the picture with you. We can't. Trust you? You know how a director will say, trust me. But you see, that's another thing I wanted to say with Barry. Yeah. I just trust him. So it allows me to do so much because I know that he's, uh, he's going to make it and he's going to tell me things that are going to. And that's, I think you really need that when you, when you work in a, in how, a, in a how many country.
0: years did it take to learn
1: that you had to have that trust to get to where you wanted to get oh, as an actor? Years, years. And, and even now you just, you know, cause you're very exposed as an actor Yeah, and uh, you, 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 you really, and I found, you know, Barry and a couple of others that I, I would really, I could do, you know, I could just do anything. I, I got a feeling that I, I trust their sensor. Yeah, I trust their, their sensitivity. They'll tell you to dial it back. Exactly right. Ramp it up, whatever you need yeah. to do. How long
0: did it take you to learn how to delegate to the actor but kind of massage him anyway,
2: or her? Well, I, I'm, it's a good question. I, I think because I, I was in, I, I spent two years basically every day with this acting group Yeah, and a lot of improvisational stuff. You'll and
0: throw I, yourself I, in a movie every once in a while.
2: A couple times, if reluctantly so. I really don't like it. And and I was in an acting group and I didn't even want to act then or do any of that. But I did early on realize that if I can, if you can have an actor sort of do it without saying, do this, try that, try that. And all of a sudden there's so much, there's too many things to think about as opposed to just nudge it, nudge someone this way and that way. We're going to get the most uh, kind of interesting behavior that 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 was what I was always looking for. That I just believe it. It's interesting behavior, and then you can modulate it this way or that way. But if you say when you come over here, stop here, pick up the glass, go over here, and there's too many things to think about. We have to sneak up on it so that it all feels sort of organic. And, and that was maybe the first thing I thought about. That's Sid- that's the,
1: that's a lot what Sidney Lumet did. See, I did those earlier films like Dog Day. Cer- yeah, Dog oh, and yeah, Lemaitre. classics. And, and what he would do is he. He had a way of. He says, "You know, direct is direct. I direct, and it's sort of like you go in the bank, you go here, you do this here, you turn around here, then you do that, then you do that, and it's like a, it's like magic, because all you have to do is what he says, and you're <laughs> robbing a bank, you know. So this is, uh, this is I remember that, and we would, and it also rehearsal because he he rehearsed a lot, so we'd be rehearsed in a in a, in a in a in a film, we we rehearsed for weeks on end because and he would start from the first scene to the last scene because when you make movies, you meet you know you film out of sequence. Yeah, and so you sort of knew by, by near the end of the film where you were because of all the drilling we had for weeks on end about.
2: Sounds like film.
0: Belichick with the preseason.
2: Yeah, trying to put people That's in it. game
0: situations. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You but every a- director works in a different way. Everywhere. I mean, yeah. there aren't, you know, it's not like here's the style that you should work in. Everybody has to find their own way of communicating with an actor, you know, mm-hmm. that somehow that it connects. It starts to work, yeah. you know, and so everybody, you know, how did Billy Wilder go about it? What did John Huston do? You know, how did Orson Welles handle it? I mean, everyone mm-hmm. has some different way of yeah. constructing it and making a connection so that, you end up with this unified piece. You can't yeah. end up with this is flying over here. This looks feels like it's burlesque. This is melodrama. You know, you can't. You have to have something cohesive.
0: You worked with uh, Al, obviously. You worked with De Niro. You worked with Redford. You worked with Hoffman. Mm-hmm. You worked with Cruz. You, did you work with Nicholson? No. 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 So you've worked with most of the most of the greats. Is there a common common gene or a common? Character thread. Everyone,
2: everyone I know was, was, was different. Yeah? Dustin had his own things, and, you know, you have to find a way to accommodate, because he would have questions about something or a, some, you know, moment or whatever, and you had to find a way to make the connection. You know, I mean, I remember in Rain Man and one thing, when we did a take very early on, might have been the first day or second day, and I said to him after a take, I said, you know, you seem too depressed. And and someone who's autistic isn't isn't depressed. They're yeah. they're busy. They're they're looking at things. You know, it's like how many uh, you know how many uh, how many lights are on the ceiling or there's all, you know there, there's something going on there. And so we said, all right, that's a good idea. So we go to do the take, and now he's looking, he's looking, he's and etc. And Tom's talking to him, whatever, and he's looking and looking. Tom's talking, and we're not going anywhere. I said, like, all right, cut. I said, Dustin, you know, he's talking to. You. He said, uh, yeah, but I was staring into the lights. I got so lost with the lights, I didn't hear what he said. I said, <laughs> well, we can't he have went too, yeah. <laughs> he went too far. You went too far. We can't do that. <laughs> and so I, said, so I said to him, well, you know he's talking. You just don't want to pay attention to him. But you know what he's saying, but you're more involved in the lights. And that's where, if you ever watch the movie, you'll hear him going, yeah. Ray, do you want to say, yeah, but he's busy doing it, but he knows he's there. He's tethered to this person. And until yeah. he really pays attention to what he's saying, then he may not want to do it. But he knows there's a voice, but he doesn't want to pay attention. And that, if that was the way we were able to find that so that he can be busy and not depressed, and that little teeny thing was able to anchor it, otherwise Tom would be talking to himself forever. Al loves this stuff.
1: Well I I, you I can listen to people talk about <laughs> well, acting. It reminds me of John Cassell. You remember John oh, one Cassell? Of the, 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 one of the all-timers. He was, he was the he great wonderful. One. greatest IMDb and, on the internet. It was an incredible thing. It, it was just so much I learned from him working with him was and during Dog Day, there was this thing, Sydney was, was uh was setting up a scene or something in the bank and John and I in it. And uh, I I worked with John, I've worked with him all the time. We did theater together. Yeah. We did you know, you guys kind of grew I've up I've known him since him. I was nineteen. I used to work at Standard Oil, and I met him. We were messages at Standard Oil, and and there he was. And I I, I liked him from the moment I saw him. I just thought um, I, he's the, he actually you know he was with Merrill. He lived with Merrill Streep, and he met this girl Merrill Streep. And he said to me uh, 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 when they came to me, he says, "Al, I met this girl. You know, and, and he was with somebody, I think." His own a girlfriend he had, I think. Because I met this girl. I really, I'm in love. I'm totally in love. I thought, and then he said, she's the greatest actress in the world. I thought. And she hadn't I mean, even done anything. Again. I mean, she hadn't done anything. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. I thought, this is love, right? <laughs> it turns out he was right. <laughs> but but there we were in the, in, in the bank. And he says to Sydney because he says a line, he says, I'm not a homo. Why is she calling me a homosexual on the on the TV, I'm not a homosexual, <laughs> and and he turns to Sydney, and he says, "Why do I say that?" And Sydney is, you know, very considerate, very pro actor, and really. And he says, "Well, you say it." And he says, "Say," and then John says, "Well, no, I I don't think so because so and so that doesn't work. Why would I say it?" He said, and then Sydney came up with another elaborate, He was so smart, you know, he'd come up with these answers, but I knew what was going on, and I knew it was going to be a while, so I would take a walk, <laughs> I took a walk outside, you know, I came back, they're still <laughs> at it, finally I hear Sidney, Sidney Lament says, you say it because I tell you to say it, <laughs> and, you know, that's why you say it. He said, well, why didn't you say that in the first place? <laughs> and, and that's, that's you know, that's crazy, but it's, <laughs> these all these stories remind yeah. me of things that, 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 that you know.
0: He was the great lost actor of your generation.
1: I mean, oh, he only John! I uh, mean, what five John movies? I think he went movie. five for five with his movies. I know this. This guy. Did you know John at all? I did. Oh my God! What an artist! And and you know, he. I. I he even said, "We've got to stop working together." But at one point. Because you did I what four or so five much. with them, and you killed them. Yeah. You killed him in
0: Godfather too. Yeah, I killed them in two. I thought
2: that conversation about going somewhere in another country or uh, that, oh uh, yeah uh, that that was, that's a killer little thing. Yeah. I mean that's so what I love about it, it's a it's Wyoming. a bank robbery. Yeah, Wyoming oh, yeah. to go to Wyoming. That that what I loved about that moment is yes, it's a bank robbers doing all that, but they're having these other conversations <laughs> that right. are so delightful and inform the character in a way, to an audience, that yeah. you understand this. Th- you understand Subterranean. It, it, yeah, and that's what's so great about it, as opposed to, you can never just do plot, 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 and information. Inside of it, there has to be this kind of behavior. Then that mm-hmm. tells you more about the characters, yeah. about where they're going to go fly to, et cetera. And, and that little thing tells you so much about character behavior that really informs a movie.
0: Well, remember Tarantino did Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, and mm-hmm. people were like, wow, he's, this thing he's doing with the characters where they're about to commit a crime, but they're talking about McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. from the 70s. Yeah. That's, well,
2: he said, doing to me, it back then. he said to me uh, one time, I, I mean, he might have just be uh, complimenting me in ways when I said something about uh, in Reservoir Dogs, and he said, uh, to me, it was really doing uh, Tin Men with Guns.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: And I said, oh, that's interesting, you know. Uh, anyway, it's what he had passed on. But So he had that kind of they behavior going on.
1: During Dog Day,
2: yeah. this
1: great AD, uh, Bert Harris, you've heard of him? Yeah. Bert Harris. He was Sydney's assistant director. Yeah. And, uh, and this is the thing I love about films, when they're active and alive, because I was, I was there and I was about to go out into the street and start talking to the crowd, you know. And Bert just comes up to me, whispers in my ear. He says, say Attica. So I said, Attica? He says, just just say Attica. Go out there and say Attica. Attica. <laughs> because what had happened at the time, you remember, yeah. uh, Barry, there was this big uh, explosion the, in Attic, Attica prison, prison yeah. where yeah, they the killed prison. these prisoners, et cetera. So I just went out. It was not in the script. But I went out there, and I, and I start saying uh, to the crowd, Attica, you know Attica. Attica. Remember Attica? Attica? Yeah. Right, they all start screaming. Yes, Att-! and it became the scene, and it happened right on this, right in the moment. So that though, it's that kind of stuff that you keep your tentacles out for that. That that somehow, if that uh, gets in the air, if that that antennae is out there for something that can happen, and and uh, it. It's harder sometimes when you don't have the time or you haven't had the rehearsal times because you're trying to get through the day. Yeah. You know, but that that's the, the general, the, the kind of thing that could happen. Well, those things that catch on.
2: The, the, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, that audience, those extras, all those actors and people out there, they didn't know about it. They just started going when they heard Attica. And then Sidney incorporated into the into the film. But That came from an AD. Wow. A very smart guy, by the way. Very film uh, high film IQ, and and he would say other things to me periodically. Just so there's there's in that there's a kind of freedom uh, when you know there's a looseness on the set with Sydney always. When you're doing the natural, did you make up anything up on the fly?
2: Um, Yeah, I mean there's a as I remember there's a scene between um, Farnsworth and Brimley. Because, uh, you know, you see you see coaches sitting in an afternoon yeah. while practice is going on. And they used to, because they knew each other so well, and they were they were doing, um, he mentioned he'd start to hum a song and he'd say, that's, uh, you know, uh, blah, 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 the name of it, whatever. And, and I said, why don't we, like, shoot that? Let's just make, why don't we just shoot that? It's like a lazy afternoon, you know, they're having practice and the two guys there. And so... They did that where they do, like, name that tune. They're humming yeah. it mm-hmm. and they're having a good time with one. Or I just put the camera on a shot for, like, five minutes and let them just do whatever they did and mixed it into the film. Yeah, that it's movie It's one has, of the things that jumps out at me that I can remember off the top of my head.
0: That movie has some good just what baseball is like day-to-day yeah. moments in it.
2: Did you want to put a little in there. The laziness the air, of it. at that, the same time, you got this extravagance of, you know, hitting a ball into the towers and, yeah, and, yeah. and all, you know, that—, that that aspect to it but there is this little intimate moments that you try to find in in anything because I think it's somehow, it somehow it it allows an audience to connect to inside of the characters
0: I once in 2001 I wrote a column trying to figure out what Roy Hobbs's stats were that season <laughs> and based on all the hits and his slumps and all that stuff I think I had him at like 390 with 45 homers oh, or two yeah. thirds of a season or so. He <laughs> definitely was good though. Uh, this was great. I really enjoyed this. Thank you guys. Yeah.